This is the show that pulls back the industry curtain. We're exploring pop culture, music icons, and food gods. It's the Jeremiah Show, and he's your radio host. And now, back from a race around the sun, Jeremiah Higgins. It's the Jeremiah Show and Evolve Entertainment. Featuring It's Radio with TV's Tim Stack. Mike Gormley presents Music Icons, The Arwen Lewis Show, and The Angel Baby Show. Welcome to the Jeremiah Show. My special guest today is Mara Justine. Welcome, Mara. Hi. <laughs> Thank you for having me. <laughs> yeah, Mara's on NBC's The Voice this season, season 24. She had an incredible chair, four chair turn. And that happened so quickly. Everybody, bam, bam, bam. Everybody turned around and she chose John Legend as her coach. And if you want to find out why she chose John Legend, check out the Angel Baby Show. Uh, they interviewed Merritt uh, not too long ago, and uh, she she explains why she chose John Legend. And I just want to say, go Team Legend! <laughs> yeah, come I on! Love, I love John Legend. I do too. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's really cool. 
NBC's The Voice of Season 24 uh, this year is on Mondays and Tuesdays, 8, 7 Central. Country superstar Reba McIntyre joins coaches Niall Horan, John Legend, and Gwen Stefani for Season 24. Last, well, mo- well this Monday night, actually, Merritt Justine advanced in the fifth battle round of Season 24. Yeah. yeah. Uh, congratulations. I'm so happy. <laughs> nice. I bet you are. Vera and Claudia V, they faced off and they performed Dusty Springfield song, Son of a Preacher Man, and Steels are back in play. Ooh. Big congratulations. Big congratulations for winning the Thank battle rounds, you. Mara. Thank you so much. Thank you. Uh, so nice to have you here on my show. Could you explain to the listeners though what a battle round is somebody's just new to the voice and then how a steel works okay so basically the battle rounds how they work is that uh each team they within the team there are two people that are put up against each other um and you kind of battle it out within the song you're given a song to do um and then you get up on stage you do it and whoever wins the battle is decided by the coach. And then there are also steals though. So if you're not picked to win the battle, uh, the other coaches are able to steal you. So. Okay. Mm-hmm. That, that's, uh, that's fun. <laughs> so yeah, John, it is fun. <laughs> John is your coach. So, and then he chose you, right? Yes. Yes. I was so excited. Um, I mean, I didn't know. I never know what's going to happen going out there. Um, but I mean, man, I was so thankful when he said my name. And, you know, it's so cool to still be on Team Legend. So I'm you excited. Brought, you brought it for sure. Well, that must be so surreal that you've admired John Legend. You're, how long have you you been a fan? Oh, my God. My whole life. My whole life. I, I actually, I think I said before that um i used to play minecraft when i was little <laughs> and i would have all of me on repeat like john legend on repeat uh on my ipad i had like a big <laughs> ipad <laughs> and um no i've i've been a fan my whole life i mean um uh but when all of me came out it was when i was a child um so to be able to like that i had like that on the spot improv duet with him it was super mm-hmm. cool it's super cool to do that as a child, I've always been a fan. So, I mean, I grew up listening to him. And and so to be now on his team, it's like super surreal, super cool. And um, going into the, the battles, like watching it back last night, I mean, it was just so amazing. And um, I, to be going on to the knockouts, like what? I didn't know this, any of this would happen, but um, I'm so happy. Well, the headline on YouTube, the YouTube video for The Voice says, uh, Mary Justine and Claudia B push each other. So, I mean, how fun was that battle? That was really bad. <laughs> it, was, it was really fun. It, it was very fun. And um, I think, I think like where that comes down to is um, uh, me and Claudia, like working on the song together. Um, it was a very fun experience, but um, our voices are kind of very different in a way where mm. um, her tone is very like pure and sweet and, and soft. And um, I mean, she's got a beautiful voice, um, but mine, mine is a little like more like a little raspy at times. And like John said, kind of edgy in a way. 
Um, but I think through that, our voices mix so well. Um, but we kind of like pushed each other to grow during it. And I think like that was probably one of one of the best learning experiences for me. And like, um, I think what a battle should be and like having a battle partner that does push you to like be better and mm -hmm. and to learn and to grow. And I think that's what this experience is all about. So it was really, really it was really cool to perform with her and go up there. And we didn't exactly push each other, but <laughs> <laughs> no, Gina, there like, was no that? violence, no, no violence. But Reba McIntyre said, yeah, she said In a uh, positive way. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, you know, the best you made that point, the best people that competition People that are talented that, that make you rise to the occasion and then you just go a little harder and a little harder that that's yeah that's a um that's a great thing that's a good yep. thing in life. We, we both just went for it and um i mean it was so cool like just after after we both made it it was like come on like we had the biggest hug like we did it you know that's what we wanted was the the win and the steal and so um i mean that was so cool to like go through that experience with her though, as a partner. Yeah. I like the quote that Reba McIntyre said. She says you got all tough and you got into it. Um, are you a tough girl <laughs> girl in real life? Are you tough? Am I tough? Do I seem <laughs> tough? I don't know. Um, you tell me. Um, I would say like, I'm not like tough in like a, you know, I'm going to beat you up kind of way, but I think I'm, I think as I as I get older, I um, I've always I guess not to not to sound funny or I don't know. Uh, I've always had like an old soul, and so uh, my it's like a mental toughness I try to have, and and um, I guess I hope that's what they meant. She she said I came in there like woo. I was like oh, my <laughs> she was yeah right she now. did yeah she did. And I encourage everybody to go and watch that. I'll put a link yeah. in the and when we put the podcast up, but also gwen stefani said you had swagger i mean or she hey. she said actually you have star quality the way you walk but i thought oh. i called it i called it stagger those are my swagger those are my words swagger that, that's Thank so, you. so you came off to the judges like hey you came hey, off right <laughs> no i so, mean that was kind of like the the vibe that i was trying to portray and um i think i just went up there and i was like I'm going to have a fun time and we're going to go up there and just put on a performance. And I think as soon as that music started, I was like, <clears throat> like even watching it back because it, it was such a, it was such a cool moment to like go through all that practice and like so many, so much behind the scenes that not a lot of people see. Mm -hmm. I'm just preparation of the performance. So it was so cool to like watch it back and then see me in that moment. I was, it was almost like I was like, watching it back last night and rooting for like the both of us up there i was like go oh, come on <laughs> you were feeling it you were feeling feeling the performance and the music and and you did a really really terrific job so this year well i think this is different this year on the voice and correct me if i'm wrong but the the artist actually gets to choose the song that they perform right um uh, not for the not for the battles okay that was my next question i was I mean, when you got two different artists, how do you how do you both choose this name? I guess. Yeah, I think I think John picked a. I mean, John is just so incredibly talented, but I think he picked one that really suited the both of us, but that we could both 
show our like strong suits in. And so I think that's like the coolest part of our performance is the dynamics of it. And, you know, it's like one person's coming in with something and the other's coming in with something else, but together Mm -hmm. it makes like a really cool, cool performance. Yeah. Well, that brings me to another question of mine that you were, I was reading up on your, on your background and you were nine and you performed for the first time singing the greatest love of all by Whitney Houston at a local competition. And then in blind auditions, you performed Goodbye Yellow Brick Road by Elton John. And the question is, when you chose um, a song or when you choose a song where everything is riding on the wind, how do you, Mara, choose? Like, what's your, is there a strategic decision in the song that you choose? Um, Is it, does it fit your personality or fit you personally? Um, what are you, does the song have to have something that where you can go to your greatest vocal strengths and what are those? What do you rely on in a performance? And do you think I about think, when, you know? When yeah, I, I'm always like, like in the competition, it's, it's natural to think about the win and everything. And it's like, oh man, like I want to get my, like my best one. Like, come on. Like, I think everyone kind of goes through that mindset. Um, but I think as I've gotten older and, and being on the voice and being like blessed enough to have the opportunity, I, um, I really want to show like my authentic self. Um, and I've seen that like, as I grow and learn, um, that being my authentic self, like is probably the best thing that I can do. And, um, and being on the show, I feel like has like helped me, allowed me to do that. And, you know, like behind the scenes, like everyone really roots for you and lets you um, really put off your most like genuine artist and who you are. And I, I think I just really appreciate that. And um, but in terms of song, I like to kind of just be authentic and. Um, pick things that like make me feel something. Um, also though, I also like when I'm going through a song and I'm thinking of it, I think of me up on stage. Like I visualize everything. I visualize like, what could I be wearing? Uh, how do I want to do my makeup? How do I want to do my hair? How, how do I want to sing this line? What do I, you know, how am I feeling during this line? Um, so I think that all kind of goes into like the idea of the song and the whole performance and, you know, how people may feel watching it kind of. Yeah. Yeah. You visualize it ahead of time. You see it all happen ahead of time. Oh yeah. It's, it's kind of funny. I've, I've done that since I was a little girl where I would hear a song and I would literally visualize me on stage, like performing it. And I see it all. Like and then when you step my- into the performance, do you almost feel like an out-of-body experience in a way? Oh, yeah. Half of it is like um, shock. <laughs> <laughs> Half of it is like, oh, man, all right. And my adrenaline is just like, woo. Um, and then half of it is kind of like um, a a being content in the moment and letting letting myself be in the moment. So... I'm like present, but it's kind of like, um, it's like my, my natural, 
ability just kind of comes through and I just kind of let it run. If that makes sense. Mm -hmm. I let it loose. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you're a natural performer and you're an old soul, as you've said, that that's, that's very apparent as well. What have you learned from so far from, from your idol, John legend? Oh my God. I've learned so much from him. Um, and you know, not only is he like just a very, I would say like a very graceful spirit, a very calm person. And it's kind of like when you're in the room, um, he, the energy he puts off just really helps you in that moment. And even when you're on stage, it's kind of like you look over and you're like, Oh, coach, coach is here. All right, cool. Come on. We got, come on. We're good. We're good. Um, but uh, I've just I've learned so much also about like the musical side and and and, you know. The things that I can do with my voice technically or even like just because he's he's an amazing producer. So if even if he's saying like, no, I think you should do this here and then you hear you hear him do it. I don't know if you watched the whole entire episode last night, but that happened during our rehearsal. And I was like, dang, because he can sing. Yeah. He's, he sings. So um, it's like hearing him do it. It's like, oh, it instantly like clicks in my brain. I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, I can see that. You know, it's kind of like I, I guess it, sometimes people watching it might be hard to visualize it like this. But in my brain, it's like we're painting a picture almost. Mm-hmm. And um it's like in my head, I, I, I don't know. It's so weird, but I just connect with him musically. And, and um, I think he's a really awesome guy. The heck I still can't believe I'm on a team. Like, <laughs> yeah, especially the story that you told earlier about being young and just hitting auto replay over and over. Listening Literally to I'm playing Minecraft. I'm just, I'm like what? seven years old. Just, all of me loves all of you and like that over and over and over again and it was like my favorite thing to do and and when they asked me how i remembered the lyrics on the spot that's the only thing i could go back to was that i listened to it like growing up <laughs> while doing something like while playing video games so <laughs> it came in a, handy that's a good story <laughs> have you told john that story I haven't. I haven't told him that story, but I probably should. <laughs> well, it sounds like you picked the right coach, and I'm happy for you. You're doing so well, and Thank I you. can't wait to continue watching your journey. Just real quickly, we've got to let you go because you're already a superstar, and you, you got dates and things to do, and um, I a little time with us. But just to just to end on this, you know, you have. I wanted to mention your family. Such an incredibly um supportive family i know that from from the angel baby show the interview you did and um that they show up for your gigs and 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 really support you and cheer you on and your mom is such a big support of yours is she your hero as well oh my goodness she i actually when when i was a little girl i would always tell her that she was my hero um because just the way that she cared for like the five of us kids and you know uh, life life isn't easy sometimes you know sometimes you know uh being human is not easy but um she managed to like make being a mother look like 
like she was a superhero. So I always told her she was she was my hero growing up. And um, she is. And she's my biggest inspiration. And I mean, I hope I can be a woman like that someday. And, you know, and, and a mother that that cares for her kids and always puts them first. And I really respect that. So, yeah. And her name is Linda. Her name Linda. is Linda. Thank you, Linda. <laughs> Thank you for being the hero to such an inspirational daughter, Mara Justine. She's on NBC's The Voice season twenty-four. I hope hope we have you back at some point after after you take the big win, Mara. John uh, oh! is her coach. NBC's The Voice season twenty-four. It's on Mondays and Tuesdays, eight seven Central. Thank you so much for coming on, Mara. Uh, just great to see you and great to see all of your success and i'm really enjoying your music so make more of it please thank you that's the plan (laughs) to make more of it (laughs) keep on singing and we'll see you soon i'll see you on the voice (laughs) i'll be watching so much thank you thank you for having me all right thank you and i'm just going to give that out one more time nbc's the voice check it out season 24 it's on monday and tuesdays eight seven central mara justine and we'll be right back Like to watch? Subscribe to The Jeremiah Show on YouTube. The OMAD Records featured artist on The Arwen Lewis Show is John DiNicola. Find out more at omadrecords.com. After many years of writing and producing different artists, Academy Award-winning songwriter of Time of My Life and Hungry Eyes, John DiNicola made his first album as an artist in 2019. Fast forward very fast to now. For the release of its follow-up, She Said, and while DiNicola's debut, The Why Because, had him interpreting tunes he'd originally penned for others, She Said was conceived and created for one voice, one touch, and one heart, his own. Wings, I was a broken thing. Had a voice, had a voice, but I could not sing. You wind me down. I struggled on the ground. Oh, so last the line had been crossed. Had a voice, had a voice, but I could not talk. You held me down. I struggled to fly now. Oh, but there's a scream inside that we all try to hide. And we hold on to tight, but we cannot deny it eats us alive. 
Welcome back to the Jeremiah Show. I got a surprise for you. I have my good buddy and yours. You've missed him. I know you have. Michael <laughs> Butler. <laughs> Michael Butler. We. I haven't been drinking any good wine since you were on last. It's been some quite some time. I hope they're aging well. <laughs> they didn't last. I opened them right away. Whatever you told me to buy, I bought and I drank it. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Um, Michael Butler. In case you're new to the show, or maybe you're just mad at me because it's been years since I've had him on, um, Michael Butler is our wine expert. Is that what I call you? I call you a wine expert. You you know wine. You know good wine. And I you drink always a lot of wine. You drink a lot of wine. You taste it. Your food and beverage. So last time we talked to you, you had a different job. Now you're food and beverage manager at the resort at Eagle Point up in what what town is that in Butler it's actually in Eagle Point it's a little suburb of Medford in southern Oregon at the Cascade Foothills it's a very pretty little town yeah I go to I'm looking at the website right now resort at eaglepoint.com and it's this great aerial shot of the golf course which makes me want to drive up and see you jump on a cart with you (laughs) <laughs> would we drink would we drink wine or would we drink beer? We'd we'll probably drink beer, Jeremiah. Let's be real. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say the red wine might spill and slosh everywhere. <laughs> exactly. Um how good are you at golf now? You're a good golfer, you're an avid golfer. Oh, you know, it, it, it's sad. Um when I didn't work at a golf course I was a better golfer because now I spend most of my time working instead of playing. Uh, I'm still in there. I'm a single digit handicapper, but, uh, you know, it's, it would always be nice to play more work less. I wonder what I would, what, what you'd call me. I'm, I'm the guy out there in the trees. <laughs> <laughs> You're the ball hunter. <laughs> you call me the boogeyman. <laughs> All right. So you, Michael also brings me and shoots me little stories that he finds funny and humorous out there. And, um, I've, I think I've convinced you to come back and do this more often, right? Because you bring, you find the really great stories in hospitality that just crack me up or make me kind of shake my head. <laughs> Some of the most unbelievable things in the world happen in restaurants. Hopefully they do. <laughs> so this one, you want to set this up, or do you want me to tell you what? Tell me, tell me what you tell everybody what you sent me the other night. Well, it's, it's a great I, story. I found that you know I'm kind of you know being a, a director of, of of restaurant. It's it's kind of you're plugged into everything, right? So you see things, things come across your emails, and people send you messages about whatnot, what's going on. And so a little restaurant in Georgia actually uh, decided that they were going to address the the ages old problem of how you parent your kids in restaurants. And they decided that they were just going to start adding random amounts to people's bills based on how badly their parenting skills were when their kids were running around the restaurant, <laughs> which to me, I, I, you know, I laughed and I wanted to send them a check um, at the same time, because, you know, I've, after doing this for 20 years, I've dealt with it in and out on a, on a weekly basis, you know, if not daily, a lot of times. 
but uh, they decided they didn't want to be, you know, a place where kids run around. So it's on the menu. They'll tell you, we're going to charge you 50 bucks if you can't control your kids. Um, <laughs> so it obviously quickly made national news uh, and came across my desk. And that's when I sent it to you because I just thought this was very funny and, and wonderful. <laughs> it's awesome. How many times have, because uh, you and I worked together for a long time. And I mean, how many times have there been kids that are like, climbing the booth and they're like throwing food all over wiping their hands everywhere yeah. screaming running like running through the server's legs and almost causing accidents and oh, like, can I've you seen... remember yeah do you remember a particular story like an or a, a kid that was just out of hand i remember this was when i was a waiter years and years ago and uh there was a, a regular that used to come into this rest to enterprise fish company in santa bonica all, every week, every week he'd come in on, on Saturday night. I think he had his kid. He was never, you know, with a wife or whatever. I think he was a single dad and he'd bring in his daughter and she would just do loops around the restaurant. And that place on a Saturday had 300 people in it, you know, and 20 servers running around with big, heavy plates full of, of lobster. And it was dangerous. And that's the hard part for restaurants is the, the liability factor. Your kid can get hurt there, you know. And I remember this guy would sit right next to the food pass at a, at a booth right there. And his kid would just run around. And I actually told him a couple of times, she's going to get hurt. She's adorable, but she's going to get hurt if she don't keep her in the booth. And I was walking down some steps that were right there one time and she came running and I didn't see her. And I had a, a tray in front of me like this. So I couldn't see down, you know, and she was three feet tall and she slammed right into my leg and fell down backwards and started to cry and everything. And I looked up at, the, her dad who was right there and i said i told you so you know <laughs> it was the most satisfying i told you so i've ever had and you know every time you'd come in after that she stayed in the booth but she had to learn the hard way um so you know i think you know kids get to be kids at a lot of places but sometimes you know some restaurants aren't the, that place so that's the that's the struggle there's a restaurant here in town i'm not going to i'm not going to name it um but it is full of kids and they're actually it's a nice place but for some reason they started catering to parents with kids after mm -hmm. after work with happy hour mm -hmm. and, I, and, it, and the kids outnumber the adults like three to one oh, no but it's a nice restaurant but then and then they've just done more and more and now it's like i wouldn't step in there if you paid me i couldn't go have a drink because there's, it's just like it's, it reminds me of the mcdonald's you know that bouncy house yeah and the yeah. slide and all that out front of mcdonald's it mm -hmm. reminds me of that it's the only thing it is missing is the balls that you jump into <laughs> <laughs> uh i, I would I see i wouldn't go there but if i want to have go for I, happy I hour after a long day of work or something i i want to be where it's you know nice and and you know not necessarily quiet but i don't want kids running around and yelling and screaming and stuff like i said there's a time and a place for everything and the mcdonald's bouncy house is the the time and the place you know, not while I'm having a my eighteen dollar martini, trying to calm down after work for a long day. Right. I mean, if because that's like it's supposed to be a happy hour, right, for parents and kids. But that is like the unhappiest hour. <laughs> for me. Unhappy hour. It's really inexpensive because it's terrible. <laughs> yeah. But you know what? If they put those balls that you can dive into, and maybe you know, like you know what I'm talking about, the whole yeah, 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 balls, yeah. If they put those around the bar stools so that I could kind of dive into them, I, I might, <laughs> I might go back. <laughs> if I could I play those I balls, I would go back. 
couple gray gooses later, Jeremiah's in the pit. <laughs> doing the swan. I'm doing the backstroke. Sure. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't I don't get it. But can you imagine in those days if we would charge somebody fifty dollars? If you charge somebody fifty dollars for Oh man. Lucky I mean, by I, the way that that trade didn't, you know, come down and scald her or I mean we're always I, yeah, exactly. You know, from a, from a serious standpoint, it's it's restaurants are dangerous. There's knives, there's glass, you know, there's heavy plates. You know, you drop a a, a six pound plate on a kid's head, it's gonna hurt. You know, if it doesn't do physical damage. But yeah, I just yeah. thought that was a, a crazy story, and I would not want to have to be a server that worked there and present a check to somebody and said, "There's an extra fifty bucks on here because you're a bad parent." <laughs> we got to we got to get the owner on and talk to them. I, his name is Tim Richter. Oh, you found it. And, okay. Yeah, I found it. It's Tacoa Riverside Restaurant. It adds a $50 surcharge on the bills of families whose children don't behave while they're in this establishment. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so then I, w- I just now I just went to the Yelp page yeah, for, for yeah. Tacoa Re- Riverside Restaurant. And it says, Yelp says, this business recently re- uh, received increased public attention. which often means people come to this page to post their views on the news while we don't stand in the way or the other when it comes to this incident we've temporarily temporarily disabled the posting of this content to this page (laughs) as we work to investigate whether the content you see here reflects actual consumer experiences. So I think <laughs> <laughs> I think Yelp took them. Yelp uh, temporarily temporarily froze the page. They must have been just getting slammed. Yeah, everybody's opinion. They've never been there, but they all have an opinion, right? Either way, it's going to be. You know, I don't know if it would drive business or drive business away. Probably a little bit of both. <laughs> well, I love it. I I want to hear what your opinion is out there. Let us know. Jeremiah at the Jeremiah show.com. Shoot me an email or hit me up on any of the messaging services. I probably won't answer you, but go ahead and do it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and Michael Butler, uh, are you going to come back to the show? Can we get you back here to do this more often? I would love to. Um, you know, it's starting to wind down. The golf season is it's getting cold out. Actually, we had our first frost delay at the course yesterday. Um, getting ready to do an Italian wine dinner um, in two weeks. Uh, which is going to be a nice six course dinner paired with wines from different regions of Italy. Um, but yeah, I'd love to come on and, and talk wine, see everything that's new. Um, you know, there's a lot of things that are happening on the West coast in the wine world. Um, Oregon, where I am is actually producing wonderful Chardonnays now, which it didn't forever just because it's warmer here than it used to be. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's a lot of great stuff going on in, in Southern Oregon, the Applegate and the Rogue Valley where I am. Um, as well as Willamette Valley, um, Napa and Sonoma um, are really struggling with the amount of wine that they have produced. Um, France had to throw out, you know, millions and millions of gallons of wine because they just couldn't sell it. The market is shifting a lot. You know, younger people aren't drinking wine like they were. So wine marketers um, have become, you know, kind of a uh, a niche market for selling things that um, people don't drink as much of. It's kind of like if you were a salesman for Bud Light right now. Um, what can you come up with that's going to change people's minds? Um, there's just so many choices right now, you know, with all of the different, you know, White, White Claw changed the the alcohol industry um, and it pushed away people drinking beer and wine into drinking hard seltzers. If you go down to the, the cold beer aisle in a restaurant now or in a, in a grocery store, 
um, you know, half of it's dedicated to hard seltzers from 20 different brands. That never used to be the case. It used to just be all beer. Do you think that's that's what may, the main reason that young people are not drinking as much wine or drinking it tradi- as they do, did traditionally? I think that and and the the sense that um, you know everything, especially America in general, is a lot more casual, and wine kind of have has you know kind of an upper class air to it. Um, I think if, you know if you look at a lot of the advertisements that go on now, it's um, they're a lot more casual. They're not like how sophisticated are you to drink this wine. They're like, this wine's for every day, you know, yeah. um, just because they're trying to move product and get younger people not to not to think that wine is something that's hoity-toity, which it's not, though it can be, um, as opposed to, you know, here's a hard seltzer that you can drink for breakfast, yeah. um, where <laughs> wine isn't like that at all, in, in most cases, unless there's orange juice in it and it's bubbly. It's interesting. I'm just thinking, I'm making this on my own comparison here, but the, um, you know, uh, the e-cigarettes with all the different flavors, yep. you know, appealing to kids. It, yep. it sounds a little bit like that, but for wine or beer, I mean, because I know every beer has flavored beer, seltzers, and I don't know what, mm-hmm. what they're putting in them. And same with the wine. Uh, you're right. The aisles are full of those of different yeah. varieties. I wonder if it's, I mean, they're, they're, it's, that changed the cigarette business, right? They had to, but now this is sure. in the wine business. It's interesting. I'd, I'd like to explore that a little bit more. Yeah, uh, I, that's. I, I think that's a whole different show itself. Yeah. All right. Well, so let's tell everybody where you're at again, and should they come see you, Michael Butler? Or are you? Just yeah. <laughs> come in and check this out. We actually have a, a lot of great stay and play packages. Um, we have beautiful chalets. We have probably the prettiest rooms that you can get in Southern Oregon. Um, pair those with a room. It's um, vastly inexpensive compared to Southern California, which is really nice. Uh, but it's a beautiful area and there's a lot to do. There's a ton of wineries all around us. The Rogue Valley is gorgeous. There's a, the big Rogue River that runs through it, lakes everywhere and mountains, hiking galore. Um, the Shakespearean Festival, which runs, runs year round, is in Ashland, which is 15 minutes away from us. Um, but yeah, it's a, uh, it's a great spot, the Resort at Eagle Point. The Resort Eagle Point, Michael Butler. He is the food and beverage director, and uh, he's a good friend. I can I count him as one of my best friends and love to hear from you from time to time. But we're going to do that more often. We, I'm going to get him back here and bring us all these fun stories. So he just <laughs> if you want to check it out, uh, the story that you brought is uh, to, to us here is that the Tacoa Riverside Restaurant adds a $50 surcharge on the bills of families whose children don't behave. While at the establishment, and I, let, let me know what you think. I think I think this is. I don't know what I think. I think it's great. Can I say that? I think it's great. <laughs> Without getting into too much trouble again, you can email me, but I'm not going to read it. So be nice, <laughs> Michael. Have a great day, man. Good to see you. All right, you too, man. Talk to All you right, soon. We'll be right back. <laughs> go 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 go, Charlie. It's your birthday. We're gonna party like it's your birthday. We're gonna sip a party like it's your birthday. And you know we don't give up because that's your birthday. You can find me in the club. Bottle full of bub. Mama, I got what you need. If you need to fill the bars, I'm in the habit. So come give me a hug. Get in the getting rough. You can find me in the club. Bottle full of bub. Mama, I got what you need. If you need to fill the bars, I'm in the habit. Keep up, will ya? There is a lot going on here. Subscribe 
and always be in the no crowd. Hi, everyone. It's Mara Justine, and I am on this season of The Voice. I am on Team Legend, and you are watching The Jeremiah Show. Welcome back to the Jeremiah Show. Maya Angelou famously said, I've learned that people will forget what you said. People will forget what you did. But people will never forget how you made them feel. And as I've watched the loving tributes to Matthew Perry recently, I thought of an experience that I had with him many years ago. And the person that I met was the person that everyone lovingly describes today, sadly, after his death. April 19th, 2009. It was a cold and blustery night, an L.A. winter kind of night. It felt like it was going to snow. In fact, the mountains to the east were capped with snow. I was in L.A. for something or other, I can't remember. A friend of mine had set me up on a blind date with her friend. She thought we would get along great together. Note, I never agree to get fixed up and I never go on blind dates. But for some reason this time I said, okay. I was staying at the Thompson Hotel. My blind date and I who thankfully was very cool, with only one head, had tapas at Cobras and Matadors over on Melrose. You had to bring your own wine, and we shared a nice bottle. And afterwards, we went back to the Thompson Hotel for a nightcap around 11 o'clock. We pulled in, we exited the car at the valet, and the guy in the car ahead of us got out at the same time. It was Matthew Perry. He was alone. He smiled at us and we returned the smile. We all wrapped our coats tight around our bodies. There was a strong wind tunnel in the valley entrance and it chilled me to the bone, I recall. The three of us moved towards the door in unison, quickly, so as to escape the cold. Matthew reached the door first and in a sweeping, grand gesture, opened the door and stood aside to let us enter first. He smiled again and nodded, good evening. Thank you, we said. And in the lobby, he headed to the bar, which was tucked off the lobby out of view. That's where we were going. We followed Matthew, sheepishly, slowly. We didn't want to spook him and, we, and think that we were following him. We rounded the corner a few feet behind. The room and the view opened up to us. It was a private party in the bar. 
imagine a room of 25 of the biggest movie stars at that time all draped over lounge chairs or sitting at a long table that had been set up in the room i can't remember every remember everyone that was there but i do remember the famous director robert rodriguez was there and his girlfriend rose mcgowan benicio del toro brad pitt the list goes on all of my favorite actors Gianna Ribisi was there and at the center of the table was Kate Hudson it was her birthday this night April 19th join us come in Matthew said to us and that was that we joined them we spent more than two hours hanging out with all of them my date talked all night to Balthazar Getty and Gianni Rubisi and I hung out with Rose McGowan and Robert Rodriguez he's a very tall guy he was dressed all in black with long black cowboy boots and a big black hat and he was strumming his guitar which every time I've seen him he's always got with him he was pretty quiet she did all the talking and i don't remember talking to matthew again that night and i don't remember when he left but he had left the party before us might not seem like much but it was a magical night because it was comfortable and everyone there was comfortable relaxed unassuming down to earth generous from the biting L.A. cold to Matthew inviting us to join him at the party with his close friends, everyone made us feel special and included, especially Kate. She is a beautiful class act. They reminded me of a group of high school friends, laughing, joking, just being comfortable and cozy with one another on Kate Hudson's birthday. And I have thought about that night often in the following years, and I've wondered why we never sat down and talked to Matthew. After all, he had invited us in, which made the others accept us and never question why we were there. Why didn't we talk more to him? I wonder. If I could tell Matthew anything right now, I would tell him that I will never forget what you did, and I will never forget how you made me feel. In memory of Matthew Perry. We'll be right back. What am I now? What am I now? What if I'm someone I don't want around? I'm falling again. I'm falling again. I'm falling. What if I'm down? What if I'm I'm someone you won't talk about I'm falling again I'm falling again I'm falling 
seven every time by advertising on The Jeremiah Show. And get your message out on seven shows. We're always on the radio. The OMAD Records featured artist on The Arwen Lewis Show is Peter Lewis. Find out more at omadrecords.com. I'd say we are all trying to find some connection between what goes on in our own minds and what happens in the world around us. You know, there will always be good and bad in both places. But my belief is that as long as love and not fear is that connection, there will always be hope for that better day of coming. And that's what I'd like people to get off imagination. Before the next great song plays, let's pause to consider all the people who work tirelessly to bring us the music we love. Music Cares is music's leading national charity that provides a safety net of support and crisis relief for the music community. Everyone from musicians to tour managers, sound engineers to designers can rely on Music Cares to provide emergency financial assistance and essential resources in times of need. Find out how you can help at musiccares.org. That's M-U-S-I-C-A-R-E-S dot org. Welcome back to the Jeremiah Show final segment. Uh, it's been a great show. I wanted to thank Mara Justine from The Voice. We're uh, rooting for you here. She's on Team Legend. Check it out. NBC's The Voice, Mondays, Tuesdays, 8, 7 Central. I um, also want to thank Michael Butler for coming back and joining us. Uh, Mike, we will have you back, I promise, and, and a lot more. Uh, thank you, Mike. I want to go through my inbox here and promote a couple things that I've been uh, made aware of. One, you guys know Spencer and the Gardener. Who doesn't know Spencer and the Gardener in Santa Barbara? Well, there's a film, a documentary film that I showcased on the show because uh, I absolutely fell in love with it after the screening. And Robert Rodriguez, excuse me, Robert uh, Redfield, Robert Rodriguez, they should meet each other, actually, two great directors. Robert Redfield, who lives here in Santa Barbara, is the director. and uh, there is another screening. It's very, very exciting. The, the movie's called More Than Just a Party Band. It was selected for the Ojai Film Festival and will be showing on Monday, November 6th at 7 p.m. You can go to ojaifilmfestival.com and uh, check out documentary, documentary films. It's right there. Before that, this let's see what is today it's tomorrow november 2nd thursday spencer and the gardener will be uh opening up the 2023 ohi film fest at 5 30 at the libby bowl now libby bowl is pretty cool went there uh, i saw jefferson the starship now i always get those confused 
Jefferson Starship, Jefferson Airplane. I saw one of them or all of them at the Libby Bowl in Ojai. Pretty cool. It, it looks a little bit like the um, Hollywood Bowl. The show's free. And afterwards, there will be a tribute to Diane Ladd. This Saturday, Spencer's going to be at Figaro Mountain in the Funk Zone. He's going to be up in Buellton Fall Festival live, 5 o'clock, Saturday, November 11th. You can go to the BuellertonFallFest.com. A lot of fun stuff going on. And check out Spencer the Gardener. Like I said in the beginning, if you don't know who he is, he's a local Santa Barbara guy and band. Um, it's a lot of fun, but he's known worldwide and loved. And you're going to have a chance to get to meet Spencer when more than just a party band documentary by Robert Redfield uh, goes wide. And I definitely check it out. It's a great tribute to Spencer. It's also a great tribute and a love letter to Santa Barbara. So if you're curious what Santa Barbara looks like, I think Robert did a great job really capturing the spirit and the people of Santa Barbara. Again, that's called more than just a party band. Spencer the Gardener. Yeah, go down and check him out. Ojai Film Festival, Monday, November 6th. Um, exciting news tomorrow. I've got author Jenny Boyd. Now she was She's famous in her own right. She's a great author. But back in the day, uh, she used to be married to Mick Fleetwood. She used to be a supermodel. Uh, her sister married Eric Clapton. The song by Donovan was inspired by an afternoon that he spent with Jenny, uh, Jennifer Jupiter. So lots of good stuff coming up this week. I hope everybody has a great day. Don't forget, communicate, but listen more and evolve. See you tomorrow. Did you like our soundtrack? Find all of our soundtracks on Spotify. The Jeremiah Show. Look for the black label. As always, a big thanks to our station manager, Les Carroll, for letting us on the air at all. Listeners, we appreciate you and want to hear from you. Please send us your ideas at jeremiah at thejeremiahshow.com or on Messenger, on Facebook, or Instagram. The Jeremiah Show is produced by executive producer Jeremiah Higgins and me, your announcer, Tony Kelly. Communicate, listen more, and evolve. My name's Danny Dreho. Jeremiah, your love, Holmes. You're so cool. 
It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points. 